you're on a hot date with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm Lauren. You know how you text your friends and ask them what to wear on the first date? How to respond to a text from your crush or to weigh in on whether you should post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date without them. Join our village every week because we're serving you expert guests who are filled with tips and tricks that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our pod with your friends so we can help make the village grow a little bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to tell a friend. Happy Thanksgiving! I'm especially grateful for my health this year, as I think everybody is. My loved ones who have kept in close communication, whether virtually or socially distant. All of our listeners who have tuned in each week to join us along this wild 2020 journey, as well as my recent reading with our guest, Tara Nichols. Oh, so exciting. I just love stuff like this. I am grateful for the Friendsgiving that I'm having with my pod, um, a family that uh, I hang out with sometimes here and there, and we're all tested and safe. And um, so I'm excited about that just day of hanging out and like having, you know, uh, of friends that are like family. They are village members to me. So um, it's going to be a great, relaxing, fun day. Um, I'm also really grateful for Christmas decorating. It's really bringing me joy. And I find the joy in the simple things these days, especially because we're all locked at home and it's really brightening up my home and my spirit. And I am also obviously grateful for my family and friends and my lovely cute, gorgeous little son and my stepdaughter and my husband and all the things. But I am also really, really grateful that we have our resident astrologer Tara back in. You guys, in case you need a little refresher, Tara is a yogi, shamanic practitioner, tarot advisor, and an intuitive astrologer. And she is in awe of the metaphysical world and the esoteric secrets of the unseen world. Tara has over 20 years of life experience using this ancient wisdom to illuminate her path. She is here to serve people as a spiritual guide on their journey to fulfilling their highest soul calling. She's back to give us another glimpse into the future, and we're hoping for a glimmer of hope. Welcome back to the show, Tara. Thank you. Great to be here. Happy Thanksgiving. We are really hoping that there is a lot that you're going to tell us that we can be thankful for in this like near future. Yes. And there is, especially once we get into talking about the age of Aquarius, which is kind of what we, you know, moved into that, you know, 20 2012 situation, December 21st, 2012, we moved into Aquarius, but it's actually going to feel like we moved into Aquarius starting December 19th. And that's because two major planets, Jupiter and um, Saturn will be moving into Aquarius. So it just brings on a lot of that Aquarian energy. So actually, I'm really hopeful for next year that it's going to be a really amazing year. This year is the breaking down, the great transformation. Next year, I'm calling it the great awakening. And that's because Aquarius is called the awakener. That's the first 
astrological sign, right? Or it's like the first on the... It's not the first. It's actually the 11th of the 12. Aquarius is kind of like breakthroughs and downloads and, you know, the age of Aquarius, the golden age, the age of enlightenment. So it's kind of like being able to see things from a broader perspective and, you know, kind of it's, it's very much a solution oriented type energy of a thinking outside of the box, almost thinking very futuristic. And so for that reason, it's, you know, kind of this great problem solver. Um, I always think of Albert Einstein when I think of Aquarius, because he was a very ahead of his time. Time kind of person and thinking very outside of the box. And it's like, it's like unlimited possibilities. And so we are going to see a lot of huge, you know, for instance, like scientific breakthroughs and, um, you know, just breakthroughs on many levels, like inventors, inventions, and um, yeah, just things that we thought were not possible were, are going to be in our reach and in our grasp. And so in that way, it'll be profound. Well, that seems super appropriate given that we will need a lot of science to cure COVID. And it seems like whenever there's either a recession or whatever happens, innovation comes from that. Like what, in 2008, there was the crash and then all of these tech companies and social media companies started booming. And so like this sort of, I think, time that we've been living in in 2020 might be driving people to be innovative in how we yes, absolutely and and like for example when i think of inquiries it makes you think of other ways of doing things like for instance other ways to make money for yourself and it's like when you hit a dead end you don't just stop which is more of that capricorn energy which we've been in all year it's more like how am i going to find another way to, you know, find a solution. We all need some new solutions. And I am just so curious as to like what those will be. Is there any way like when you're doing a reading to see what those specifics are? Or is it more broad? Well, we would look a little bit more because wherever, you know, Jupiter is the biggest planet in the sky. It's going to be an Aquarius for 13 months, starting around December 19th. Um, And Saturn's another very powerful, heavy hitting planet that will be in Aquarius for two and a half years, actually. But wherever those planets are, that area of your life, that house that it's falling in, that's how you can kind of see that will probably be a very significant house for you of kind of either breaking down the old or building in the new or very innovative or, you know, Jupiter's also about expansion. It magnifies whatever it touches. So whatever house that's in, that's going to be a very significant house of probably change and insights and, you know, dramatically different from how it is now to how it will be, you know, in one year, even in two years, it's going to look a lot different. Okay. So you make astrology so digestible because like, it's, uh, it feels like a lot to try to like grasp onto. And especially now with all of these, like things happening in the world. um, It does feel nice to hear you explaining a little bit like the Jupiter and Aquarius and the age of awakening and how that's all like, kind of a little bit more digestible for us, even though I'm sure there's so many other details in there that we could dive deeper into. But even just for like, right now in today, like, 
if we're going to focus on some things, like knowing that maybe there's some good things coming ahead, now we've got some positive energy behind us. What kind of things can we focus on or give thanks to in order to move into this like new time in a positive way? Because if we think about this past year, it's like a lot of negative heaviness. So like if we're coming on some good stuff, potentially, like what can we focus on right now that gets us in this positive energy and like manifesting things to keep going in that direction? Right. And the way, I mean, the way I'm looking at it this year is, very much a silver lining that we needed because we cannot keep doing things the way we've been doing them. It's very old system. It's very patriarchal. It's, it's, it's in a way that's not helping us evolve as a humanity to become our highest version of self or our most evolved self. So it's almost like we have to, I mean, for instance, Aquarius is break the mold. We have literally as a human species, have to break the mold. And in a way, it's almost like mentally be able to look at things and observe from a different perspective. Because the way we've been doing it, it's almost like it's been very linear. And so we're broadening our horizons in a sense, so that we can kind of have these breakthroughs and for me, I think we're all going to, it's it's the, you know, we're all waking up. We're all going to become more conscious. I think there's going to be a lot of information because Aquarius is the higher octave of the mind. So it, it rules more of the abstract mind, the, the more kind of, you know, philosophical or just, you know, the mind can take on a lot more information, let's say, than the lower octave, which would be like, a Mercury Gemini energy, you know, which is more kind of superficial or, you know, just not very complex. And so we are becoming, we are turning into these complex type people that it's, it's like we can go take the next step um, to try to, you know, understand things. And so I, I feel like a lot of people are going to become a lot more conscious, wake up a lot more, own their stuff a lot more, and be able to see things from a broader, more of that observer perspective. And so it's like we're kind of stepping into a bit more of maturity, I would say, if you were looking at some kind of timeline of humanity. It's like we're we're starting to finally mature and own up to uh, you know, the past or what has happened in the past. Um, and so in that sense, you know, that's what the age of Aquarius is, the age of enlightenment, the age of being conscious. And I think more people are going to, um, you know, start practicing, you know, let's say meditation in one sense, it's like that is kind of mind control over yourself because so so many people think they can't control their thoughts and it's not true. Your thoughts are also a muscle. You can control them. And if you can't control them, who is, you know? Um, so in, in that light, I really think, you know, the age of Aquarius is, is such a positive time because we are, you know, we are just going to, things are going to speed up so much when it comes to 
you know, where we're at now and where we're headed and where we're going. And so it's just, it's just going to be like trying to keep up with all the new inventions and innovations and scientific breakthroughs. I mean, we are looking at a time when maybe there, there aren't going to be any health concerns because we have all of the, you know, medicines that are needed uh, to help with illness, for example, or any kind of issue that we have with people trying to, let's say, get water you know, having these scientific breakthroughs where we have clean water for everyone because Aquarius rules humanity and how can we better serve, you know, humanity on a greater scale. And so it's, it's just like looking into finding solutions to help large groups of people and many individuals. How do we bring food to everyone? And I feel like we're in an extremely innovative time that we're moving into on December 19th. And this is like, right on the heels of the winter equinox on the 21st, which is, you know, a very powerful day of the year. And it's kind of like, you know, it just reminds me, it's like, I can't get that song out of my head, like dawning of the age of Aquarius. I have been singing that the whole time, Tara. I'm like, <laughs> that's why I thought it was like the first sign. Cause I'm like, it's the dawning, it's the new, but that's why it confused me. But yeah, it's like, people should be singing that in their head. We should be. And especially like on the 21st of December, like that is, what is that? That's the day of the increasing light because it's kind of like the darkest day of the year. And from that day forward, we're increasing in light. And it's almost like this, you know, oh, here we are. Like, this is that moment of time. Like this is the most exciting time astrologically to ever be alive. Well, and then the next day is my birthday. So I feel like this is the sign good things are coming specifically to me, although I know that this will be happening to everybody. A couple questions. How long is the age of Aquarius and does it affect everybody the same or certain signs more than others? It's going to affect everyone the same as in we will all be in the Aquarius. When you look out at the galaxy and the stars, literally Earth is going to be moving through the constellation of Aquarius. It's 2,000 year cycle. We just got out of 2,000 years of being in Pisces, which Pisces is a little bit illusion, delusion, fear, not seeing things clearly. So now we're like kind of stepping into knowledge. It's kind of like the age of knowledge. And I think of it higher knowledge, like what did the Egyptians know? What did Atlanteans know? You know, like what is their information? They're very civilized, um, you know, ancient civilizations. They had a lot more information, I would say, than we know right now. And so it's like kind of stepping into that age, like I said, maturity, um, where we can have that information again. That's pretty wild. And I actually do think about that. Not often. I can't say that I sit around thinking about Egypt and the pyramids, but like the fact of the matter is how the hell did they build pyramids? And exactly. like before that, how did they build anything? Like I can't build a building. And how did these people with no internet figure out how to do something? I can wow. barely build an Ikea furniture and they were putting up these magical, crazy landmarks. And I'm like, how? That are all aligned perfectly with the stars and especially with like solstices and equinoxes and this star that's like however many light years away. It's like baffling. But there's a, there's a massive argument and this is a total tangent, but there's a massive argument that there's aliens that 
assisted with that. Um, But I mean, and you know, there, I have heard very convincing arguments of that. Not sure what I exactly believe, but yeah, I mean, how that happens, Lord knows, but they are all connected to the stars and it goes back to that, like how we're all connected, how we're all one big connection. Everything's connected. And I think like, it sounds a little silly to say, but on a really like small level, how is this like, age of Aquarius affecting dating. I mean, there are so many bigger things that make this exciting. Like you're talking about technology and (laughs) like the new industrial revolution. But like when it comes to dating and love and you're saying people are enlightened and people are like not repeating bad mistakes of the past and things like that, like new beginnings, like this feels like for dating and relationships. And like, it's, it seems like it could be really awesome. Well, I think what's going to happen is people are going to be a little bit more out of the box. They're not going to be like, oh, they have to look like this and they have to do this. And you know what I mean? It's kind of throw all that out the door because who is the Aquarian? Aquarian is the one that doesn't fit in the box. It, it cannot. And it's it breaks the mold. And it's that very unique and different in, individual. And that's what actually attracts you to that person is like, you can't quite put a finger on who they are. You can't quite figure them out because they're so different than anyone else. And so I think it's going to make us kind of open up. And in a way, you know, hopefully it's going to have people interested or giving, you know, someone more of an opportunity who maybe they would have never before thought they could have ever seen themselves with. And so in that sense, I think it's just going to open us up, you know, a lot more to embrace our differences um, and to embrace the actual parts of us that, you know, instead of all trying to be like one another, it's like, oh, how cool that he sees it from that perspective. And and it's kind of connecting more in that mental way, whereas, you know, before it could have been other, maybe more superficial type reasons, but it's like, oh, wow, like I'm really attracted to their mind. You told me, Tara, during our call the other day that I had like a relationship coming in February and it feels timed perfectly to what's happening and sort of where I'm at personally as well. So this seems to make a lot of sense. And I think I feel the year I've just been through where there were so many bigger things that mattered and put a lot in perspective. Even people on their dating apps wrote their political views and wanted to align on social issues. These are more mental and logical things and and our belief system versus superficial things like you were saying. So I strive to find somebody who thinks either not the same way as me, but either expands my thinking, makes me a better person, um, and also has similar beliefs so that we're on the same side of justice, if you will. So I think I'm not alone in that. And many people feel that way because we've just gone through something like an election, for instance, where it was so polarizing that how could you even end up dating or marrying or being with somebody who is so the opposite of you in terms of everything that you stand for. So that was like maybe catapulting people into looking more for people on the same side of politics, even. Well, right. In the election, I do want to circle back to our last show where Tara made a very, very precise and accurate uh, prediction about the election. That we wouldn't find out right away. 
<laughs> and uh, hello, everyone. I've been uh, honestly been stealing your thunder because I've been like, we're not going to get the results right away. And I've been telling everyone that that's, and listen, I mean, hello, that it could not have been more spot on, everybody. And did you also notice that kind of like the the protests and the craziness calmed down a lot too while Mars was retro? Yes, and you did say that as well. Everyone pay attention. And now Mars has gone direct. So um, I am a little uh, interested to see if it starts back up again, actually. I wouldn't be surprised, especially once Mars picks up to speed. And that's because when a planet is like slowly just started moving forward, like, you know, a week or so ago, and it takes a little bit of time to get that forward momentum. But then once it gets going and we are actually moving into a time of like speeding up, it's like a quickening is starting to happen. And what's, you know, that is due to the eclipses that we're about to have on the 30th of this month, we have um, a full moon eclipse in Gemini. And then on the 14th of December, we have a new moon eclipse in Sagittarius. So those are times when, you know, the portals are open, time speeds up and things happen. You know, they catapult you forward down the path and, you know, doors start to close that you can't go back to, but other doors of opportunity start to open. But it is a time of kind of chaos and confusion and, you know, no big decisions during those times. But it just is very intense. And so we are looking at a very intense month of December. And I think it's going to bring up a lot of stuff. It's like this last, you know, maybe purge of stuff that needs to become up and out and be released. Because what is, you know, what are we breaking down with this Capricorn energy of this year? It's old patterns. And I'm sure a lot of people have noticed and witnessed a lot of their old patterns within themselves that maybe aren't so pretty. And you're ready to look at them and actually break them and do something about it to kind of lay this new foundation for yourself. Well, I hope people release their old patterns from dating because everyone needs to refresh and especially this year, again, going back to this damn year, but the energy of dating within this year alone has been so mucky and like just heavy. <laughs> so heavy. No one's excited about it. There's no passion. There's no romance clearly. Cause like, where do you even go? How do you do it? People lack creativity when it comes to dates, they just give up. So I hope that that's the case. And especially with going into the age of Aquarius to like get rid of all that and be ready to start anew again, mostly selfishly for me, because I am single. And according to you, I am going to be in a relationship. <laughs> so get ready folks. Well, in you know what? I think it is going to be a highly creative time for people to get very, um, you know, thinking of fun and unique ways to kind of connect and meet one another because Aquarius is the creative genius. And so we are moving into that Aquarian energy with Jupiter and Saturn um, around, you know, the end of December. And so this is a time when creativity is going to actually start peaking. I wonder if people are going to get like, creative in their 
I mean, we've all kind of had to be a little bit creative in our dating relationship love lives. And so I wonder if this like that mixed with the technology and invention that you're talking about. And again, on a smaller scale, if there's going to be some sort of revolutionary dating technology, like dating apps on another level. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Those are just not like as effective as they could be. It's like the, it's like, you know, when something is like, you see somebody in an outfit and you're like, oh, like he or she looks cute, but like there's something's wrong. Something's off. Like that purse is, doesn't match or the shoes they could. There's something that's just not totally like spot on. That's like a dating app. It's like, it's good. It's really good. It's so close, but it's just not, something's off. Like I think right. we're going to like get to the point where like somebody makes a little tweak and it's going to like catapult. I hope. I don't know. Well, an Aquarian is very like all or nothing and it happens quickly and it happens suddenly. And it's like, you know, a flip of a switch and everything. It's like that lightning bolt. It, it completely changes, um, you know, what, what the feelings were before. And it's like suddenly so on or suddenly all done. Maybe you'll be dating an Aquarian, Jen. <laughs> Maybe, but actually I was told that that's not a good match for me. And is there any truth to that, Tara? Like I was told I'm no. I should only be with earth signs. Or I don't like- believe that. That's not true. Okay. Why? Why do you think that, Tara? Like people are all caught up in that because it's like the very- Because sun signs are like a 10th or not even a 10th, like a 12th of the story. You know what I mean? So that's not really what you need to look for is, you know, what how the midpoints match up. And most importantly, you know, I mean, the most important is how your midpoints line up with one another's charts. That's the magnet. That's the attraction. That's the number one thing you look for. But if you don't have that significant other yet, remember, you go to Juno. Juno's the asteroid of you know, compatibility and partnership and commitment and the marriage partner. And so you go and you look at the sign of Juno and those qualities, those characteristics, they do not have to be that sun sign. They have to have those characteristics of that sign. That's who you're going to be able to have a long-term lasting relationship with. Okay, everyone take notes on that because it's not just the magazine astrology thing that you need no. to read. No, those are like cute, but like it's not really the thing. No, it's not. I don't even ever look at that because it's so insignificant. Well, there's an app that just came out called Struck and it's all based on your astrology where you put in your all of your different signs and everything and your time you were born and all of that jazz, and it matches you with people who have similar qualities within their chart. And you can like read about each um, house and sign. And it's kind of interesting. It looks like it's more geared toward women, though, because it's very pink and very oh. stormy. So I don't know that men are like jumping at the chance to find their perfect astrology match. But right. I'm just curious if that's like kind of cluing us into what you're saying. Like the fact that that app even just came out is kind of interesting also. Well, Aquarian age, which we just, you know, went into recently in 2012. And remember, this is a 2000 year cycle. So when I say we just got into it, we've been in it for what, eight years now? And it's a 2000 year cycle. But Aquarius rules astrology. So you are going to watch. I mean, astrology is going to be huge. Lucky for you. 
I know, right? (laughs) And us, because we love it so much and feel like we can let our astrology flag fly and just openly talk about it and not just with the people that we normally talk about it with, but use it as like the science that guides things as it should be. Right, right. And it's a tool. It's a tool for self-understanding, self-validation, self-awakening, and then also learning, you know, when the planets are working for you, when they're working against you. But, you know, I think that astrology is going to become just as popular, if not more popular than yoga is today. I am totally into that because I think, and again, everything's connected. I think that it's, we're already seeing a really slow move in that direction with like the the popularity of yoga and like eating natural whole foods. And like all of that is just going in the direction of like being more aware of like what you're putting into your body, the, you know, the footprint that you're putting out into the the earth, the farm to table, like all of those things are all just like a conscious, a level of consciousness that we haven't seen before. And people can really tap into astrology and things like that, yoga and all of that to get more connected and find answers and have guidance. And a lot of people, I'm sure, have their motivation to astrology and like asking questions to an astrologer or a psychic or somebody of that nature is really probably a lot of like, I'm sure it's career, but it's a lot of love in relationships. And I'm sure you get a ton of people asking questions about that. And is there any like code that you guys have in the like astrologer, like reader world where you're like, okay, people are coming and they're asking a lot of questions about like the future and like their future, their love future and things like that. Are we like not allowed to tell them the bad things? Like what do you do with stuff like that? And how do you deliver that kind of news? Well, the only thing that, you know, the code kind of, you know, for ethics wise and astrology, you can't tell someone when they're going to die. That's the, that's where you cannot let someone know, but you can let them know when someone in their family is going to die, but you can't let them know when they're going to die. Um, but other than that, I mean, I'm, I think that it really depends on the astrologer, but I am, I feel like I'm very direct. I kind of let people know, like, you know, this is how I feel like this relationship is going to go. And I just try to be, I'm very honest, but I'm, I'm, I'm a Scorpio. I'm direct. I just deliver the, I'm just the messenger, you know, (laughs) I just share the information. And I know a lot of people get scared or hesitant and it's like, no, this is a tool so that you can prepare yourself no matter what happens. And astrology is not definitive. It's definitely not definitive, but it just kind of tells you the way that the energy is flowing and moving and more likely to go. But when it comes down to it, everyone has, you know, free will and free choice and they can make their own decisions. And I, you know, applaud that. But at the same time, you can read which way the energy is going and will most likely, you know, will pan out. And to that, I actually did ask Tara some of the harder questions. I didn't, I tried to get her to tell me about me, but that's okay. She told me though that I was going to own a business in 10 years. So my response was (laughs) cool. um, I must still be alive in 10 years then by deductive (laughs) reasoning. Um, But also I asked about like my mom's health and my dog's health. And you did have some answers for me. And at, 
I remember asking them and then I was like, oh, why did I ask that? Do I even <laughs> want to know the answer? And then when we hung up, I was like, wait, why didn't I ask you any more details about these people you told me were coming into my life? Like, should I have asked, do you see me marrying this person? Do you right. see a divorce with this person? Am I going to have a child at some point? Like, I didn't even ask those questions for whatever reason. I think maybe they were not so time sensitive to me or like top of mind. Well, and if... If they're not in the front of your head, if they're not what you're thinking about in that moment, I feel like the reading always goes exactly how it needs to. Like the questions that are you come up with and that we kind of, you know, we had this whole session about, you know, your dad and all of that. And so I felt like that was like a huge breakthrough for you to kind of, it, it was so you know, up and you didn't, you know, realize it in the moment, but it was like, no, this is your work. This is your work for right now. And this is, you know, doing this work is going to help you solidify a relationship. Yeah. I think that you, there's a lot of pressure when you go into a reading, like Jen saying, am I going to ask the right questions? And then, you know, yeah, okay. I want to ask about love. And then you ask about love and the reading starts going in this direction and you're starting to hear information and you're intaking it. And then you're, you know, maybe asking a question based on what you're hearing. And then you get off the inter- the phone and you're like, oh my gosh, I should have asked if I was going to get married or not. Well, I think that's a great point. <laughs> Everyone listening, take the pressure off yourself, especially if you're going in for like relationship advice or something like it's gonna go the way it's gonna go so you're hearing the things you need to hear and if you didn't get information about marriage or kids that's not what you needed to hear right now I mean I think you know so then you don't go oh god I need to like know about that or I need to and next time that's your focus and then you get your answer but that's when you're supposed to be hearing it are those details though something you can see like can you go that granular into someone's chart to see whether those things are there or not or is it more vague well sometimes it's more solid than other times you know and you can definitely see like when those types of things um would happen so you can say you know it it looks like around this time however many years from now is when you would get married and around here is when you would have children you know and there's certain aspects you look at to see if that's like gonna happen or not but it's you know again nothing is definitive um but it is really significant the things that come out in your reading it's like it's divinely guided and not only what comes out but also when you get your reading like it's always perfect timing when you get it. And then what comes up is exactly what's supposed to come up for your highest kind of potential. I felt that way when we were talking about my dad and you brought it up. I didn't. And I didn't really actually come with any questions prepared for you. I sort of felt like whatever's in the cards are they're there. And that's, you know, that's what's happening to me because the stars are aligning and I got to stop trying to control it. And if anything this year has shown us is that we don't have any. So (laughs) I just let you do your thing. And you did bring up the dad stuff and gave me some tips and like a really constructive, almost like therapeutic life coach type of way and gave me assignments. And I relate really well to tasks as I I need tasks and I need to complete them and I have to win. So I'm like going to do those things. And you also brought up relationships and that is what I was hoping to hear, but I didn't want to force it in any direction. But are there any questions people should ask? Like just general ones, like here are three questions to show up with and let the rest take its course. 
No, absolutely not. It's just like, what is it you need to know? I mean, most people do ask about their relationship and their career. It's, you know, it's not often that people do not ask about both of those things, but I never, I mean, I definitely can direct, you know, what we're going to talk about just by what I'm seeing in the chart, but I don't always, you know, necessarily go to, you know, specific issues. I just kind of see what comes up because I open the records. I open the Akashic records before I read, and then I just see what shows up. Okay. So then are you only answering I think what Jen said, like what you're seeing, or are you, are you only answering questions they're asking or are you answering like what both. you're saying? Okay. It's both. It's like, I ask questions like, you know, the stuff with Jen's dad that came up, she did not, I, I instigated that, but it's from something I saw in her chart. And so it kind of opened it up. And sometimes that's the thing. It'll just open things up. And then we went there and we really went there and it felt like it was a breakthrough and it felt powerful. And I felt like it was exactly what she needed to work through in that moment. But really nothing is off limits. Um, I love to answer everyone's questions that they have. But also if I see things, I'm going to bring it up and see you know, what's going on in their life. And sometimes it's not something they might even be aware of. Like in, in Jen's instance, she wasn't, I don't think she was going to bring to the table us start talking about her dad. And sometimes I do give assignments. I don't, most of the time I actually don't do that. But again, it's just like, what's coming through? And I'm like, okay, now we're going to do this. And then you're going to do this. And um, it's just, it's always perfect. And I think unique for that individual and what they're needing. One of the things that you did bring up too was setting the stage for things to come. So like with me and Lauren, you were saying, work on this stuff in November, and then December is when you should go start pitching that thing. So you'll have more luck there because that's what's going to happen in December. And I was like, all right, Lauren, November, we're getting our work done in <laughs> December. We're taking it out. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like working with divine timing. And don't you want it to be on your side and not vying against you? That's what it's all about. Like working with the energy. You want the support of the planets behind you, pushing you, supporting you, uplifting you, showering you with blessings. But there is a time for everything. Yeah. The timing is really important in all aspects of life. We talk about it a lot here. And you know, it could not be ring more true for right now specifically and just in general with astrological readings, being open to them. And you were touching on, you know, it being used, the the receiver of the information being open to hearing like whichever way the reading is going. And it's kind of like relationships, right? Like the astrologer, having a great astrologer is like having a great partner in your life and being open to hearing things that you can't be so regiment, right? Like right. Maybe you're going to like that guy that isn't totally your type, or maybe you think the relationship's going in one direction and it's going in another, but being open to like the things that are happening in the moment and paying attention to those signs, whether you're getting a reading or whether you're in a relationship, like that's important because there it's telling you things. And I think right. people need to, at least if it's this awakening of, is upon us, people need to know that like, maybe you, you can be in touch with these signs too. And obviously there's talented individuals in this world, like you Tara, that are, you know, very in touch with these things and you're a guide and you have 
specific ways to help guide people that are like above and beyond what other people can do clearly. But like, we can all pay attention to the everyday signs in our life that like, guide us too, and being open to receiving those. That's important. Exactly. And thank you so much for saying that. And I think what it is, it's like, this is a, you know, a, a tool, a meta, more of a metaphysical tool, but it's ancient. It's 5,000 years old. Like it's been around for a long time. And it's, you know, all of the ancient indigenous people were very in tune with the stars. And it's like in our modern day age, we get more and more disconnected from that. But, you know, we feel that full moon inside of us. We feel these powerful shifts and changes. And, you know, a lot of, I feel like astrology has gotten very you know, well known, or at least, you know, more people are interested in it this year, because we've been predicting the kind of the shit show this year was going to be for years. And then it was, and then everyone's like, wow, this stuff is valid. It works, you know? And so I think it's just like seeing how it plays out in your own life. And that's the validation. Well, I'm just waiting for everything you said to play out in mine so I can confirm it after the fact. But do you ever go backwards in time, like look back at someone's charts to see if things lined up or to tell the future based on something that happened in the past? Absolutely. And some people do want to look at those really profound, significant days and see what was happening and what was alignment. And I feel like, you know, sometimes, especially if it's a tragic event, it can bring a lot of, you know, it it bring a lot of compassion and bring a lot of uh, sympathy because you see like it, it was aligned in the stars for that event to happen and unexplained events and that sort of thing. But yes, absolutely. I go forward in time. I go backward in time and, you know, sky's the limit. Is it possible that you might have missed your star crossed lover? And what does that even mean? I don't believe that's true because I believe that we have many potential soulmates. But what I do believe is there's various windows that we can meet them. And maybe your next window is, you know, years from now. You know what I mean? But there's a window of opportunity and then there's a window of that door's closed. But I do believe that we all have many potential possibilities of soulmates that we can connect from. And some of it's just not your doing. Maybe they're not ready to show up in that moment, the way that you're wanting a partner to show up. And so your soul has decided to let them pass and take on the next soulmate to be. Interesting. It wow. sounds like they're on a conveyor belt, like almost like at a sushi <laughs> off the little one that you like that's like the four dots and not the three dots well and the truth is is we do really our soul wants someone who's going to kind of challenge us and push us along to evolve you don't want just like a stalemate just to be comfortable with but you're not actually evolving no soul wants that (laughs) yeah it's it, it it's part of like trusting the bigger picture too like it's hard to, you know, have someone come in your life and then leave or maybe even on a real small scale, like go on a date with a guy and you really like him and it doesn't work out after like two dates or maybe it's a five year long relationship, whatever it is. But you somewhere in there when the hurt, you know, fades a little bit, you always know, like, have you ever gone back and been like, mm, I really wish I was still with that guy? Like, or, never, you never. Kind of like, <laughs> 
yeah, that wasn't meant to be or dodged a bullet or all those sayings that we all say to ourselves like, oh, we're better as friends or I, you know, I'm so glad I met this person instead or I wasn't ready for that or all those those things you tell yourself, but they're true though. And in those moments, people need to tell themselves, right, Tara, like, trust that your your soul is making the right decision. It's almost right. like your subconscious is like guiding you that that your body and your mind knows that this isn't right. And I think that's why it's nice when astrology comes in. I've had a lot of clients and what happens is they married uh, a karmic partner from their past and they have a really hard time kind of letting it go. And it is hard to let go of those old karmic partners because they're very familiar, but they're holding you back into an old pattern where you're not able to evolve and grow. And so it's kind of like this anchor that's this kind of the stuck feeling, but it's not your, you know, you're not becoming your highest potential. And so a lot of those relationships that are karmic, when you're just supposed to be tying up old contracts and agreements that have nothing to do with this life, it's all kind of closure from the past life that you need to do. But sometimes those are the hardest ones to break. Are those the relationships that also that feel like maybe the most serious or you, for whatever reason, feel especially connected to someone and you can't necessarily put your finger on it? Yeah, it usually is that type of energy. It's like, you know, and, and it can be, you know, very intense. It can show up several ways, but we kind of can tell from where the south node is located, which house it's located, what that kind of karmic uh, connection is. And so, for example, a lot of, I have my south node in the fifth house of romance. So a lot of my old romantic partners, you know, they were intense, but like short relationships, but it was almost like it was so, you know, kind of some of them, you know, so emotional and it really had nothing to do with this lifetime. It was completely old stuff that needed to be completed so that we could kind of break away from like, so the contract could be finished so we could move on with our lives. But those are some of the most gut wrenching breakups that you have, but it's kind of this old stuck old patterns. Like it's, it's not a place where you want to be in this lifetime. Yeah. Nobody wants to be stuck. And I guess there's probably people listening to this that are maybe like, feeling that way based on the fact that like we're all kind of stuck at home and now there's like all of these more crazy stay at home guidelines and like restaurants are reclosing again and like how I don't know how can you help yourself get out of that stuckness I guess like where I know you're talking about all of these nice things happening in the future and all of that but like where's where are some like maybe mantras or some some nice words that we can like help practice in a daily routine to like get out of this, like if you are feeling stuck, like to get out of that. Well, I mean, if you look at life as like anything is possible and there's unlimited, you know, opportunities and possibilities, unlimited doors that are opening to you in every moment, you just have to be aware and awake and fully conscious to get those signs, to pick it up, to even feel that instant inside of you. I remember this one day, like I was sitting at home and all of a sudden I was like, I have to go to the grocery store right now. It was like this over thing. I didn't need anything at the grocery store. I met someone that day. You know what I mean? And so it's like being in tune with yourself enough to know when those 
urges are hitting you that you listen to them and you respond to them. Because, you know, even though we can't go out to the bars and yada, 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 you can meet someone anywhere and don't ever let that define you. You can meet them at the gas station if you need to. Whatever, you know, you can't really put a timeline on how it needs to look because honestly, you know, spirit is creative. And if it wants you to meet someone, it will be the most random and I've met someone on the steps of a hospital before, I kid you not. And so if it is meant to happen, there is nothing that's going to keep you apart from them. But you have to be open to it though, because a lot of people might be walking out of a hospital, not thinking. Because they're, yeah, exactly. They're not being conscious. So what I'm saying is be conscious in every moment, take in your environment. And so many people are kind of like walking around with their to-do list or whatever's going on in their head. And it's like, be awake, be present. And that's what makes you stuck when you're not present. You're just like, ugh, going through the motions of Groundhog's Day. Exactly. And a lot of people have said those exact words, Groundhog's Day, with this whole thing that's been taking place this year. And it's like, then mix it up then switch it up. If you're bored, then it's on you. Like you need to find another way to do it so that you bring that spice of life in because we're here to live and find that silver lining because it's there. So speaking of switching things up, I tend to switch up my dating profile because I feel like I am clearly not mastering whatever the formula is. I've got to write something different. I need to switch these photos out. I will try and try again until I crack this code. But I feel like I do that when I feel stuck. And the other thing recently I felt I needed to do was leave my area because all I've been doing is like, staying in my neighborhood. I'm in my apartment. I'm always on my couch working or hanging out. It's just always the same nonstop, like what you were saying about Groundhog's Day. It's so monotonous that I do think that switching up the energy and moving things around, shifting those things really brings out the best in you because it changes your energy. Even similarly to when they say like, if you're in a bad mood, you should smile because it changes like the history in your face. So- why not, you know, keep your head up and look around? That's basically making all my Hallmark dreams come true that I might meet somebody on the steps of the hospital. Hopefully I'm not going to the hospital because I've <laughs> It can be the most random way ever, but I think you have to be open to unlimited possibilities. And again, you know, to open up those ner- new kind of brain neuro pathways, it's like, you know, drive a different way to work, take a different path, go to a different coffee shop. Yes, mix it up. The spice of life is what makes it fun, not the monotony of the same thing every day. And that's on you to do. No one needs to do that for you. And so how creative can you get? And this is a year where we have to be extremely creative. And those who are the most flexible are the ones who will succeed and win and find happiness and find their silver lining no matter what. So you cannot put those boundaries on yourself. And I've heard so many people say, well, you know, if I break up with this guy, then it's not good because this year is COVID and I can't meet anyone in a bar. And I'm like, is that really where you want to meet them anyway? Like I wouldn't want to meet someone there. And so 
you know, why don't you go for a walk in a beautiful park one day and smile at people? Like, what a great way to meet someone, you know? And so I think it's just that mixing it up and not feeling boxed in. And so many people kind of have this thing, well, oh, I feel, you know, that it's not a possibility because... And it's like, take that out of your vocabulary because you're creating with your words. And so if that is not what you want, you better change that mantra around as unlimited doors or opportunities are opening for me every second of the day. I believe in magic and miracles. I believe in them so much and you as a miracle (laughs) to all of our (laughs) lives that I decided I want to gift everyone like a session with you for Christmas (laughs) because Everyone needs answers. Like what better gift could anyone possibly get than some sort of direction and hope, right? Right. Exactly. And I think that's the thing. How are you looking at the glass? Is it half full and half empty? And a lot of times you just change the mindset or break a few patterns and boom, there is your golden person that you've been looking for and your soulmate. And it actually, it has to do with you and your whole mind and your whole, you know, perception. And I think a lot of people um, don't realize that. And it's like, just, you know, move the little Jenga piece just a little bit and everything fits. It it, it, it works. It yeah. comes out. We have more control than we think. And it's not about controlling things. Obviously you got to let go and be open to receiving and all of that. But at the same time, you have to not get overwhelmed with the feeling of like, none of this is in my control. I'm just sitting here waiting, stuck in a rut, if you will, Groundhog's Day, like waiting for this thing to come to me and it's still not here. And what, oh, woe is me. And I'm all these things keep happening to me. Well, yes, especially right now, I know that's hard to kind of let go of, but you have more control over you think your energy is more malleable than you think. You can make things happen for yourself. You can be, and and you have to have trust that you're going to make the right decision and that these signs and, and things are being presented to you and that if you're open to them, you will receive them and things will be different for you. And I think just hearing you talk about this age of awakening happening and, and the positives that are like supposed to be coming our way, this should all be motivation for people to sort of embrace that. Like good things are happening. Start paying attention to the things around you. Start paying attention to the good energy. Focus on it because it's all headed that way and we're all kind of going there together. So let's all embrace it and focus on it and it'll just keep happening. And I think it's like being excited for the mystery. If we all knew at the beginning of our life how everything was going to play out, it would be so boring. It's like watching the same movie a thousand times. It's like, no, I I don't know. And that's what makes it fun. And that's the excitement. And instead of being, you know, upset that it's not here yet, be excited for the deliciousness for how it's going to come in. Yeah, don't be afraid of not knowing because sometimes that's why it feels really exciting in the moment. And, exactly. You know, yeah, just embrace that. Like it's going to happen the way it's supposed to happen. And when it does, it's going to be great. And yeah, like you said, if you knew the end of the story, it wouldn't be that exciting. You'd just be like so bored with it all. So, so actually like embrace the mystery that that's like fun and kind of sexy and romantic. It, it absolutely is. And I think it's just like, again, it all comes down to a shift in perspective. Well, you told me someone was coming and I was like, oh, I can't wait to meet him. It kind of became <laughs> like, how is this cute movie going to end? I'm psyched. And like, where where will we fall in love? What will it look like? Right. 
just enough information gave me the hope to sort of let the rest fall into place and not need to know all of the details. And I hope that other people view readings similarly, that like you won't necessarily find out all the answers. And to be honest, now I'm like, shoot, I didn't ask those questions. Like maybe I would have gotten more answers or information. <laughs> but at the same time, I got enough to see like, all right, the next few chapters will look like this. And like, that's the exciting part of it all is to see it unfold. And also we are all changing so damn frequently that what I look like today and act like today may not be the same in three months when I might meet this person who might change, you know, my course as well in that regard. And I might have to talk to you again to find out more or see what else is coming. How can other people get this great information and keep talking with you and learning about their lives? So you can reach me through my website, which is tarajadenichols.com. Um, also through social media, through Instagram, Tara Jade Star. And that's the best way to get a hold of me and book a reading together. And, you know, I also do synastry readings, which are relationship re readings where I put two charts together and kind of see what the energy dynamic is between them. But I think it's very empowering to understand yourself. And the more you understand yourself and how divine timing is working for you, um, the better that your life will flow with ease and grace and most likely the happier you are. I think your readings would be a better use of everyone's money financially versus the random Black Friday sales for clothing that you won't be able to wear out of your house for a bit now because who knows when you're allowed out again. Really, you should just sit by your computer where you are anyway and talk endlessly about your reading. And it's a great time of year for a reading because everyone always wants to know at the end of the year, what does the next year hold? <laughs> it is a great time. It's great gift too. So if you guys are like interested in giving a gift to somebody, your loved ones or friends, like this is also a great gift too, because who doesn't want the gift of like knowledge and comfort, which is what comes from these things, I think. So thank you so much, Tara. Um, we had so much fun, like always. And we are just really looking forward to everything that you've said and your predictions last time were just like spot on. So now I'm feeling really good about what's ahead for the future. Everyone <laughs> else should be too. Everyone just focus on the good positive energy. We're all going in a, a forward momentum together. So this is great. Um, and we were happy to have you back. We're going to have to have you on again in the new year to like go over all of these new fun things that you're telling us are here and like how we can move forward from that too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's always such a blast. And um, I hope that you guys have a good Thanksgiving holiday season. And I would love to come back at the new year and talk about 2021 and the age of Aquarius and all the fun stuff that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm really excited for what's to come. So are we and we're gonna have to check in too and see what's going on with Jen and the dating world in that particular moment and like what what you have suggested for her and all her fun little exercises. And again, everyone, if you want to have some fun exercises or some guidance, you have to find Tara. So make sure you look her up and follow her on all the socials. And don't forget to tune in next week for an all new episode where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff. And if you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at complicated Joe and it's complicated wherever you get your podcast, rate, comment, and tell a friend. And you could find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meds. And you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meds as well. We'll be back next week. Love you long time.